Hey everybody, welcome to this year in review episode of the GraphCast. We're finally putting 2020 to bed and it was of course a doozy and pretty dark for most of us. However, there were some bright spots in the autograph hobbies and of course a few tears along the way. I want to bring in my co-host, host, host, easy for me to say, Andy, what's going on my friend? How are you? This is where you talk. <laughs> Can you hear? I, I, muted, I muted myself um, and I didn't know how to unmute myself. What a way to end a 2020. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a crazy year and, um, I'm ready to go into 2021. Did you have a good Christmas? I guess that's my next question. Did you have a good question? I had a wonderful Christmas. Uh, Christmas was, was great. My, my wife does a, a, a lot, um, to make sure that Christmas is perfect for us and our family. Um, Growing up, I didn't have that much crazy Christmases, but now I'm like full-on Christmas spirit. I got my Snorlax onesie on. Sorry. I had it on yep. day, um, and I had a great uh, prime rib last night. I love it. That's awesome. Glad to hear Yeah, I got to see some pictures, um, of course, from Andy. Now, Pete, how was your Christmas, my friend? Just another day. Just another day. That, for some reason, that's what I figured that, that you would say. So, okay, I want to jump right into it. So, 2020 was crazy. Fantastic. Right. Of course, we started out with, uh, you know, COVID-19 coming on pretty early. But one of the first casualties of the year were comic conventions were being canceled anyway. And of course, I want to use this as an opportunity to talk about it. You know, Pete, you and I were on this early on, you know, because we were kind of following the uh, COVID-19 as it was circulating uh, from the east over this way. And we were kind of talking about this and we were think just watching the dominoes fall in terms of the comic conventions. Um, of course, they were all canceled. Um, you know, give us your thoughts, my friend. I think even with our vaccines starting to circulate and get into the population, I really don't see any conventions, or if we see any conventions, I don't see any A-list talent making appearances at these conventions. It's going to be a long while before we see, you know, celebrities who are, you know, taking in, you know, five, ten, twenty million dollars a film putting their health and their their business at risk by spending a weekend in a crowded room full of fans. I agree. I, mean, the, I, I think the fan experience will be totally different too because if you have the social distancing, can you imagine those long three-hour, four-hour lines oh. or your A-list person, you have to have six feet between each other? That would be uh, a very long line. How do you do yes. photo ops? I mean, and, and Pete nailed it, right? I mean... I think you're gonna you're gonna see conventions, and I do think they'll come back. I don't. I think we'll have a couple in 2021. I think Pensacon's coming up. I think it's in Florida. It'll absolutely happen, um, but because it's in Florida. But you know, you're. I, I think you're gonna transition away. And Pete and Andy, I want to get your thoughts away from the traditional. You know, where we kind of started moving in some of the A-list talents doing these. You're gonna go back to the people, the smaller names that kind of use this as a as a source of income to make their living off of. TV and movie celebrities from 20 years ago plus. That's what you're probably going to see showing up at these conventions, at least for the next year or so. Well, what if you're like an older actor, like, you know, like the Hollywood show in, in L.A., it's mostly everybody that's a senior, you know. Um, you're not going to see those people there because they're the most high risk of all. Exactly. The elderly actors will not show up. The modern superstar actors of today will not show up. So is everybody... I really, truly think you're going to see that 40 and 50 year old 
grouping of actors who've maybe been off TV for a decade or not had a big movie in you know 15 or 20 years. That's that's the talent level that you will likely regularly continue seeing at these shows. Yeah, I'm going to agree 100%. Um, and it's going to be interesting. Of course, we saw Star Wars Celebration was canceled. Of course, they're kind of stringing that along. That is announced for 2022 now, which I think reasonably is about when we can expect comic conventions to kick back off. Of course, we had Andrew Satterfield uh, from Cincy Comic Con come on and kind of give us his thoughts on kind of what goes into planning a comic convention. Early on during the pandemic, he felt pretty convinced that it was actually going to happen in the fall. Of course, that fell by the wayside along with the rest of them. So really what we saw is we got to see a lot of fans, Andy and Pete. You know, there's really been this Comic Con culture that's really risen every year. You know, there are a lot of people in our groups and a lot of our friends that like to travel around to cons across the country. Of course, that didn't happen this year. Um, do you think that the fans are going to be ready to jump right back into it? Let's say there's a comic convention in 2022 and, you know, you're not going to have the super A-listers anymore, but do you think that people are still going to want to get out there and go on the comic scene, uh, go to the comic cons? I don't think a lot of the comic con people are there for the A-listers. I think it's there for their friendships with everybody, seeing everybody. I think, you know, conversing. I think a lot of people would be happy to see each other. You know, like friends from across the country. You know, I have a lot of friends from the UK. So, so, so do you, Tom. So, I mean, even yep. Pete. Everybody would love to see Pete. But oh, we man. know that Pete is the most, you know, you know, reclusive person that we know. So. It, it would. I think people would jump at the chance if they had, if they know, if they knew if it was safe. Um, I think everybody would jump on the chance to go to a con. Maybe I don't know. Um, I'm kind of fifty-fifty on that, Pete. What do you think? I think those people that are, you know, in that early group of vaccinated population, they would very much love to get out there and hit the shows again because it's it's become a lifestyle for them. But I think there's going to be plenty of people, vaccinated or not, that are just too concerned about this being brought back to their families. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely lot, changed the way us, we live. I mean, my parents are gone, but a lot of us have elderly parents and elderly relatives and grandparents that if we're going to go traipsing around the country to different conventions, we've got to keep in mind, you're going to be taking that back to your home and to your family once you do leave this convention. So I think there's really people that are going to have to think twice before they're jumping on an airplane to go to a show. Okay, so I'll leave you guys for move on to our next topic on our year interview episode. I'm gonna pose it to both of you. Star Wars Celebration is scheduled for 2022 in California. Will there be 60,000 plus people in attendance? Andy, I ask you first. Yes, I believe so. Chuka. Yeah, I'd love to see it happen, but I don't think so. He doesn't think so. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm kind of up in the air. I'll, I'll stay in the middle to leave this a 50-50 toss-up. Okay. Now, the next thing, of course, that I want to talk about. So even though fans weren't able to get their autographs in person, one of the things that SWAU was able to do this year was put together signings from much of the cast of The Mandalorian. Of course, we were able to have signings with Pedro Pascal, um, Gina Carano, Carl Weathers, Giancarlo Esposito, Chris Bartlett, Brendan Wayne, Latif Crowder, Omid, Julia Jones, Lori Mary Kelm. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, this was Werner Herzog. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm leaving names out. Werner Herzog. I mean, we were able to nail almost all of the principal cast. Of course, I have 
an image up of one of the posters that has been uh, worked on since the beginning of this that have been stored somewhere out in California. Andy, you could probably have put your hands on this bad boy right now if you wanted to. Talk a little bit about The Mandalorian um, and the signings we were able to do uh, this summer to kind of keep uh, give fans that convention vibe without actually going, and private signings really taken off. Yeah, I think it, it was a hit show. Um, I think a lot, I don't. I haven't heard one bad thing about you know the Mandalorian other than the Frog Lady CGI. episode. The Frog Lady episode, <laughs> I think. Other than that, we're good. You think so? No, no I, I loved it. I loved it. We got to see our girl Misty in it, but I mean, I think a lot of people groused about that early on. Pete, back me up, right? People do not like Frog Lady episode of the Spiders. I, I don't think it was among anybody's top ten episodes. Let's put it that way. There was some, oh, wow, why did they really waste this episode? But, I mean, as a whole, the complaints about Mando don't even come close to the complaints about what we've seen in the last 20 years. Okay, so, Andy, talk about it. This was, and Pete mentioned this before we went out on the air. We were going back over the topics. That's how, you know, it really was one of the big things in the hobby, and Pete kind of chortled and said it was the only thing in the hobby for a really long time. Andy, you were at every single one of these signings. I was at a couple um, a lot of fun to do, um, and the buzz around the SWAU Mando signings was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Just just interacting with you know Pedro Pascal, and that was to cool. our friend Brendan Wayne, Latif Crowder. Um, they were all they were all awesome. I Gina mean, was I, great. Gina was awesome. Jean Carlo, uh, Werner, Carl. I mean. Carl. Carl's the coolest Carl. dude, man. How cool was he rolling in in those in like that awesome scarf? It was like seventy degrees outside, scarfing it yeah, up. Yeah, and, and his Mercedes with the scarf, just you know, hey, what's up, guys? How awesome. you doing? Hey, dude, and the dude go. is huge, man. The guy's huge. I feel like he could still, he could go a few rounds. He could take you out like, easy. No oh man, well, no doubt about it. I'm a wimp. I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all know uh, your your wife Amanda tells me all the time. Oh god. <laughs> Anyways, let's go back to the the Mandalorian. I, I mean, it, it was the hit show, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. Um, and to do this project is awesome, and we're so close to finishing Almost. it. Under a year. Uh, I think we're just missing a couple that we really need. I it's mean, really Nick Nolte to wrap up the first round, right? Well, a lot of people would say, you know, Emily Swallow. Um, who else is up? Ming-Na. Right. Taika. Yeah, Taika. there's a lot of people that... There, there are people still out there that the fans want, but we got to keep them wanting more, don't we? Well, that too, and then you know, it's not like you can just throw a rock and these things come together. I know a lot of work comes into the signing. Now, so. now, now here's the question for 2022: Is do you add on all the season two people onto that poster? So that's going to be an, a question that a lot of people are start a new ask. poster. Just start a new one. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> if you can get one. Yeah, if you can get one, but uh, it's it's been a pleasure, and uh, you know, I I think we've had great experiences with every signer. I mean, Misty was awesome, Chris Bartlett was awesome, Julia Jones, Lauren, uh, Mary Kim was was spectacular. Uh, she had just flown back from Atlanta filming, and uh, she was like right into it, and uh, she was um. She's very surprised about how popular her, her one of her shots was, one of her sexy shots were. Well, Omid was there. He was awesome. Um, Houston Rockets fan. Rockets fan from Houston, Texas. Uh, he was actually heading off to Vancouver right after to film a show uh, that he said he was uh, that was about to be picked up. Pete, this was the rage this summer. I mean, I think other than maybe another signing, too, of course, we had the cast of Star Wars Rebels. Don't leave those guys out. Those guys were great, and that was a big hit as well. Uh, special thanks to our, our buddy helping us put that together. 
but uh, Pete, this was kind of it, right? I mean, it was the SWAU Mando signings that kept collectors going over the summer during COVID, right? With that, without a doubt. Yeah. If you're a Star Wars fan and you weren't involved in the signings from Star Wars Autograph Universe, you didn't get anything signed. Pretty much, and I don't want to be a total shill, and trust me, this list actually isn't a total shill, but I mean, when I look back at the year, the Mandalorian signings were a big part of that. Of course, we have the signing upcoming with Pedro Pascal, which of course is already closed, but we're about to wrap that up. The coming year, of course, waiting on Nick Nolte, and of course, stay tuned, because uh, probably going to be some more news uh, coming up after the first of the year. Uh, let's uh, move on from there. I want to talk about this, because one of the things that really stuck out to me early on in the pandemic, as we were watching, because Pete... Andy, we all speculated early on, right, that, okay, so it's going to be a down economy. Of course, everybody is losing jobs or out of work. Everybody's furloughed. You know, of course, what's going to happen? What's the first thing you would think would happen, right? Unload assets, collectibles. Okay, Pete, you were around in 2008, maybe a couple other recessions before that. What happened in 2008 in our last financial crisis with collectibles? People needed, people needed money to pay their bills. Therefore, their collectibles were the first thing to go. And they went bargain basement. What did we see? So we saw collectibles shoot through the roof, right? People were looking for new ways to invest their money because they lost faith in the stock market. They lost faith in a lot of the standard investments that people run with. And nobody knew what to expect. Nobody knew what, what the dollar was going to do. Nobody knew what the stock market was going to do. So people were obviously looking for new and interesting ways to invest their money. We saw yeah, the card market talk. explode. We saw the autograph markets explode. Even the comic book markets. I mean, people are investing heavily in really expensive key collectibles. Andy. 100%. 100%. I think with the Mike Trout card selling for how many, how many millions of it's dollars? It's like 1.2 or 3, right? And then LeBron's card went for that much, and then these are new cards. These are not 20-year-old cards. These yeah. are 10-year-old cards um, going for millions of dollars. And you see the shot of autographs go up, too, because, you know, with the passing of Carrie, Peter, now Dave, you know, Jeremy. Kenny. These, Kenny, these items are no longer available. Like, they're... There's not going to be more supply of these items. But why? But when somebody, please tell me why Carrie Fisher autographs randomly shot. They had been sitting at $300 with the exception of a few shots, maybe TFA and a couple other special shots. On an 8x10 had been sitting at $300 for what, Pete? Two years? Three years? Uh, Easy? She passed in 2016. We saw okay. the, the spike in the beginning of 2017. It had kind of settled down by the summer of 2017 mm -hmm. things held for a little while as we said goodbye to more celebrities it got to the point where people started realizing hey if I want to put together a, a Star Wars collection I need to get these things now because they might not be around later and collectors may not be willing to sell them later there's plenty of stuff out there signed by all of these actors they mm -hmm. were all out there doing shows. The catch is people had disposable income we did not expect during this pandemic. That's the whether crazy part. it was part, from yeah. unemployment or whether it was stimulus checks, whatever the situation was, 
people had no money being spent at the bars, no money going out to restaurants, no money going out to amusement parks or movies. All of a sudden, these people found themselves with excess cash in their bank accounts, and they decided to invest them in collectibles. It feels like they decided to invest them in Carrie Fisher autographs, though. I mean, am I the only one that saw Carrie Mania over the course of, like, it was bananas. And it was like, it felt like it was centered around Carrie Fisher. You have to understand that Carrie, uh, arguably, is the most popular figure in Star Wars. You know, especially how fan-friendly she was and everything. So a lot of people also jumped the gun and felt that they needed to have one in their collection. And um, that's why a lot of it shot up. And, of course, people were trying to sell it as exclusive images and stuff like that that they had her on. And that shot up a little bit, a big time. Um, But, again, there's still people out there that doesn't have uh, Carrie Fisher autographs. And she was easily... What seventy dollars at the show? I mean, I remember getting her for forty, fifty dollars at shows back in the day. But you know, at the most, I don't think she charged over a hundred, did she? No, nope. I don't think she, I don't think she was ever over a hundred at a convention. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, not at all. Okay. Well, I mean, Pete, does, you, does she deserve, hey, you know what? Like this, does does she deserve to be in the three to five hundred dollar range? I would think so. Probably. She, is the, she, is she, she was the one who was fan friendly and realistic in her pricing during the convention days everybody else was always getting a bit too much in my opinion but carrie was always logical she wanted fans to be able to get her autograph she was out there signing books every time she put out a new novel for free i think she was very okay with being as famous as she was she understood it and she accepted it and she enjoyed it her co-stars and her other actors don't know that harrison or mark have ever been okay with their level of fandom and their you know their lock into those characters carrie was more in the line with you know kenny and dave and jeremy that she was thrilled with meeting fans and getting the ability to sign autographs for the fans she didn't need the money yeah, well, I mean, part of that probably comes from the fact she's, you know, her mother was Debbie Reynolds and her father also an entertainer. Uh, so she had been around that her own life and didn't really know any other way to exist. So you guys are making really good points on the Carrie stuff. I don't know. That just really, uh, really stuck out to me. Another big signing happened over the summer. Ace Universe was able to put together the first ever private signing with Ewan McGregor. Um, his signing was offered in conjunction with uh, Hayden Christensen. Of course, Andy, you and I were out there for the Hayden portion of the ACE signing. We did not participate in the UN one. Um, we've got a pretty fun story for that signing. You want to you wanna share it uh, right now for everybody? I don't know that they've heard it. Uh, why don't you share it? I think you do a really good job. It was a really interesting thing because it happened right in front of us. Um, but why don't you go ahead and tell them? Well, no, I mean, we were, we were there, and of course we were, we were working with Hayden and doing the private signing with Sinden, uh, with, with Hayden Christensen, and Ewan walks over, and it's like, Hayden! And, you know, it feels like they hadn't seen each other in such a long time, and they're sitting there, and they embrace, and they're sitting and talking, and Ewan goes to scribble down his phone number, and needs a, needs a number, like something to write on, and then we give him our test photo, which was all marked up. I think it was a, a Hayden photo. It was like a hat. It was a half-nude photo of Megan <laughs> Was it really? <laughs> was, scribbling off. He tears it in half, and he, and he writes down his phone number, and he gives it to Hayden. He's like, here, call me. And he's writing his phone number in front of us. I was like, oh, my gosh, this, yeah. is, this is pretty awesome. <laughs> and then they end up leaving it on the table. Hayden goes to take a call, and the phone number's out there. Like, God, it's the 
numbers right here. Of course, his agent runs back out and grabs it, runs back with it. But um, of course, you know, it was awesome getting to see those guys interact. And now, you know, going to be uh, co-starring together at least somewhat in the uh, Obi-Wan episode, which starts filming very soon. Uh, but I want to talk about, you know, Ewan McGregor had always been a fairly decent signer, I guess, somewhat out in the streets. Right, Andy? I mean, his yeah, stuff he was, was out great. there. Super nice guy, very fan friendly. But this was the first time he did a sit down autograph signing uh, for the folks uh, that are part of the Ace Universe family. Um, we got to see a lot of stuff getting done. And Pete, another big star bites the dust, right on the private signing train. I mean, it seems like they're all they're all kind of falling in line one way or another, right? Hey, if it's something that they could work into their schedule, and the money is there. I think their agents are what is causing this to happen. The mm -hmm. agents are realizing, hey, you know, he's not doing a play. He's not doing a TV show. He's not doing a movie. There's no income. My 10 or 15 or 20% is missing. But, hey, somebody just offered X for a private signing. I could get 10, 15, 20% of that. Before you know it, I think these agents are, are kind of pushing their talent to do this while they've got this downtime. Yeah, I can, I can see it. I mean, he was a huge name missing from the prequels in terms of having to do sit down autograph signings. Of course, you could buy his stuff in, in IP or actually obtain it, but if you're not living on one of the coasts, they're kind of plugged into the group somewhere to grab this stuff. I mean, Andy, Ewan McGregor is a huge, super duper star, A-list talent, starred in a lot of different properties. He's been in Star Wars, been in DC. He's been you know, critically acclaimed stuff all the way up and down the line. Ewan McGregor doing the private signings. I mean, I never thought that would happen either. So, I mean, it's great that he's one of the big three of that movie. You know, Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen, and uh, Miss Natalie Portman. Of course, we'll talk about Natalie uh, uh, here in a minute. So it's cool to get to see Natalie uh, sit down. Uh, I mean, Ewan, well, easy for me to say. Ewan to sit down and do private signings. Um, I do want to talk about um, another piece of news this year, uh, which was uh, tragic. We did lose Jeremy and Dave this year, back-to-back -back in very close succession uh, near the end of the year, of course, recently. Uh, very sad to see these two icons. Of course, we did our retrospective Dave Prowse episode. We'll be doing the Jeremy Prowse, uh, the Jeremy Bullock episode here in the coming weeks. I uh, hope to be joined by Paul Dune, who worked a lot with Jeremy, um, of course, doing the last few private signings with him. Um, you know, Pete, we talked about it. I mean, these are kind of the the... Really, we've lost, you know, between Pete and Kenny, um, Jeremy, Dave, you know, Carrie. I mean, we've lost a lot of the passion of, you know, kind of what made the convention scene so special with these guests in the early days, right? Absolutely. I mean, seeing these guys at every convention you walked into, mm -hmm. uh, that was part of my collecting days. You know, and I was out at the shows in the late 90s and 2000s seeing those guys at every show i can't really describe it it was just it was a comfort knowing they were always right. there and whatever you decided to start between shows because oh yeah i picked up this photo because you know hamill was on it or ford was on it i could fill it out and get the rest of these guys at the next show i go mm -hmm. to and all of a sudden one by one they're not at those shows anymore and now those cast pieces just aren't going to be finished unless somebody else started them and you could pry it out of their hands. Yeah, I mean, think about it, and you, and you nailed it, right? Kenny, Jeremy, Dave, Carrie, uh, Peter. I mean, you could go to most of these conventions, especially back in the late 90s and early 2000s, and at least half or even more of these guys would be there. Andy, I mean, if 
really original trilogy collecting is uh, it's getting really, really, really. It, it was really hard, but now I mean, with the loss of these two greats, you're almost looking at you know why even start anything OT unless it's an individual shot, right? I mean, you know, we're down to Harrison, Mark. Um, so Return of the Jedi names. There's a couple of ESB names out there. The uh, New Hope guys are really getting up there. Of course, a lot of privates in the UK. Um, it's just well, a different yeah, era. That's the main cast. Well, the main cast you got. You guys still have Harrison. You have Mark. You have Billy D. Williams. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking Anthony James and Earl Frank. Jones. Anthony yeah. Daniels, yeah, and Frank Oz. Frank Oz, George, uh, Anthony Daniels, George Lucas. Did I say John Ian Williams? Ian is still around. John Williams is still around. So Ian McDermott, man, you're, you're I mean, you're, you're talking about two hands, you know? Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, it is pretty and, crazy. And you're not gonna find Frank or John Williams or George Lucas or Harrison Ford sitting at a convention table anywhere. Uh, no. Yeah, and actually, their autographs are becoming you know harder and harder to find. Uh, anyways, more and more people enter the hobby, which we're really thankful for. Um, I did want to mention uh, also as well, we did lose one of our own. Uh, Thomas Watson passed away recently. Um, affectionately, well, I won't say his nickname, but if you're in the group, you know. But we lost Tom this year, uh, which was really tough on on us. You know, Pete, I know you had kind of grown, grown close to Tom, and of course, when Tom would come to town um, here at Houston, he and I would meet for dinner. Of course, an eccentric character. Um, passed away at the age of 39, leaving behind a really young family. Uh, so just one of the crappy parts of uh, 2020, right, Pete? That definitely was not anything anybody expected. And no matter how annoying he got, you still love the guy. You know, he had his views that would drive you insane, but at the same time, he was such a good guy, you let it slide. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it, it was just really sad uh, to see uh, one go. So. Tom Watson, my friend, uh, rest in peace. Andy, you want any, anything you want to add about Tom before we move on to our finest, final and biggest part of 20, 2020 on the good on the good note? I just feel really bad because, you know, he leaves a family of uh, his wife and three young children. Um, we have a GoFundMe. So please, if you have anything uh, left from this holiday season, please donate $5, $10, whatever you can to this family because he was the primary uh, breadwinner. Of, uh, of this family and uh, we as a community need to um, try to support one of our own yeah very well said so rest in peace Tom uh, we'll see you on the other side my friend but um, I want to move on on a, on a bright note to kind of end our year in review it was a difficult year in 2020 but of course SWAU launched what is I'm thinking the biggest private signing of all time I know a lot of folks uh, say that the first Harrison Ford send in probably uh, but SWAE was able to launch and announce uh, Natalie Portman to do a first one and done only ever private autograph signing uh, to take place in 2021. Of course, this one launched, I mean, unprecedented traffic to the website, social media, a buzz, um, record-breaking sales, um, of course, for, for Natalie Portman, just to kind of show you where the demand is at. We've done a lot on Natalie in terms of discussing how rare the autograph is. But to me, I mean, hands down, the biggest piece of autograph news in 2020. Andy, am I right? I, I would say so. You know, some people would say not, but I would think that she is one of the most elusive signers uh, autographs uh, out there. I mean, yes, she just signed a lot of her books, and that, which is great. Absolutely. And they, came, they were sold for $30, which is awesome price for a Natalie Portman sign, uh, authentic uh, Natalie Portman autograph. Uh, because we, we all know that her autograph on a Star Wars photo is worth over 1000 bucks. 
Is that is that right, Pete? Is that about the goal? It has been the, traditionally. First and foremost, keeping in mind there are probably under twenty Star Wars photos signed by Natalie. Mm-hmm. The last one that signed was twenty five hundred dollars, and the entire autograph was smudged. Yeah, crazy. Prior to that, the prices were at the four and five thousand dollar mark. So, lots of money was changing hands for Natalie Portman autographed items, especially Star Wars photos. And now we're going to open this market wide open to every single Star Wars collector who wants to get in there. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, in, in the price, uh, once again, I, I, I hate sh- kind of shilling for our stuff, but I mean, unfortunately, we kind of made a lot of news this year. Fortunately, we made a lot of news this year, but like the price point to get something, like you said, you know, it was 2500 for Smear. I mean, you're able to get in it at a very reasonable price compared to a lot of other signings. So, I mean, I, I think it's huge. And to offer her alongside Hayden hate, alongside hate Christensen, we already saw that Ewan um, has already begun signing, so it's not impossible to think he'll do another private private signing at some point, not too distant future. I mean, it's it's kind of the big one. I mean, she's another. We talked about the dominoes falling. I mean, you're really whittling it down. Like, if you're gonna go to Star Wars names to never do private signings, and I think you have to take out like John Williams and George Lucas because they're in a different stratosphere, at least to me. I know I think John Williams signed some tops cards at some point, but other than that. You know, James Earl Jones has even done private signings, um, you know, at this point. But, I mean, who's left? Liam? Liam Neeson? Who else? Mm-hmm. That's a, a big Star Wars name that's around Frank who would Oz. be able to sign. You're right. Yeah, Frank Oz. Liam Neeson. Who else? <laughs> Oscar Oscar Isaac, probably. I mean, if we're going to open it up to all Star Wars, Oscar oh, Isaac. Are we going to go? Are yeah, all, all Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diego Luna. Diego Luna. Uh, the the Chinese guy Zhang Wang, your cousin. Yeah, he's your cousin. Uh, My cousin. Um, <laughs> Jin Wang, I think. Zhang Wang. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Chuka, help us I, out. I, I'm not mad. When, when, when it comes to the big names that haven't done a sit down signing, that's pretty much them. Yeah, I mean that's it. We've named all stars, and we got to knock another one out. So I'm excited. Uh, for Natalie Portman uh, in the private sign that we were able to do this year. So that'll just about do it uh, for us on our 2020 year in review. Of course, a lot of crazy things happened in 2020, but of course, hopefully we got to show you a little bit of the good news that happened in and around the hobby in 2020. Before we get out of here, Andy, uh, give us some predictions for 2021. I want you to give me a couple predictions before we kind of wrap this bad boy up. I believe there will be cons coming back in later of the year. I would say more towards late summer into early fall. Um, I believe the Star Wars Autograph Universe will probably continue with the road to the Mandalorian. With with the Mandalorian, um, maybe a couple other surprises, maybe hopefully. And uh, of course, we have a great group of guys working on all this stuff. And uh, you know, I, I'm I'm very appreciative of all the support that everybody has given to Star Wars Autograph Universe and has made our community top-notch. I believe that not many other groups out there can, can, can that has the same community as our community. And um, I am very thankful for that. I agree. Couldn't have been, couldn't said it better myself. All right, Chuka, give us a prediction, my friend. Or two for 2021. Let's hear it. My crystal ball broke. It fell ah, no predictions. Okay. I, I've got a prediction for you, Pete. 
you'll still oh, be yeah. a miserable bastard for most of 2021. I think that's I can pretty almost safe. guarantee yeah, that. Yeah, that's 100% absolutely going to happen. Special thanks to Pete and Andy for our year-end episode, 2020 in review, of course. If you're like me, you're ready for 2020 to be over with. But a couple things were to be thankful for, especially in the autograph world. Before we get out of here, a couple things I want to mention uh, ending the year. Matt Lanter, of course, is doing a private signing with SWAU. We have a couple weeks left on that. Um, Ashley Eckstein as well. Uh, private signing. The original Ahsoka is going to be conducting a private signing with SWAU. Her deadline's also in mid-January. Of course, the Marshall Cara Dune, Gina Carano, is conducting a private signing uh, that's going on for another couple of months uh, with the Mando just ending. Um, that's been a pretty hot item, of course, at SWAU.com. And uh, before we get out of here, how can we move on without mentioning Hayden Christensen? Anakin Skywalker is conducting his, uh, I want to say, third private signing uh, with SWAU. We're super excited to have Hayden sign for us again. And of course, you heard us mention it as our final topic is the biggest piece of news of the year. Natalie Portman signing for SWAU. Um, head on over to SWAU.com. You have a couple weeks left for that. And I do want to let you guys know because we're getting a lot of questions about it. We will have exclusive images available from SWAU that was printed, uh, that were printed in addition to some additional images from SWAU inventory for all of our signers. So for Gina Carano, for Matt Lanter, Ashley Eckstein, and of course Hayden and Natalie, we have photos that are officially licensed that we had ordered uh, before uh, Star Wars Authentics website shut down. So if you want those, we will make an announcement and then don't sleep on them because once they're gone they are gone so once again for everybody here at swau we wish you a very very happy holidays and a very blessed new year we'll see you guys in a few weeks when we do our jeremy bullock retrospective episode take care